0: section 10 of the seven follies of science this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org this recording by thomas mckenney the seven follies of science by john finn section 10 the fixation of mercury this is really one of the processes supposed to be involved in the transmutation of the metals and might therefore perhaps with propriety, be included under that head. But as it has received special attention in the apocryphal works of Hermes Trismegistus, who is generally regarded as the father of alchemy, it is frequently mentioned as one of the old scientific problems. Readers of Scott's novel Kenilworth may remember that Wayland Smith, in his account of his former master Demetrius Dobubius, describes him as a profound chemist who had made several efforts to fix mercury and judged himself to have made a fair hit at the philosopher's stone hermes or rather those who wrote over his name speaks in the jargon of the adepts about catching the flying bird by which is meant mercury and drowning it so that it may fly no more the usual means for effecting this was amalgamation with gold or some other metal or solution in some acid to the ancient chemist mercury must have been one of the most interesting of objects its great heaviness its metallic brilliancy and its wonderful mobility must all have combined to render it a subject for deep thought and an attractive object for experiment and investigation living in a warm climate as they did there was no means at their command by which its fluidity could be impaired this subtle substance seemed to defy the usual attempts to grasp it it rolled about like a solid sphere but offered no resistance to the touch and when pressed it split up into innumerable smaller globules so that the problem of fixing it must have had a strange fascination for the thoughtful alchemist especially when he found that on subjection to a comparatively moderate degree of heat this heavy metal disappeared in vapor and left not a trace behind I have often wondered what the old alchemists would have said if they had seen fluid mercury immersed in a clear liquid and brought out in the form of a lump of solid bright metal. For, although this is not in any sense a solution of the problem, yet it is a most curious sight and one which was rarely seen before the discovery of the liquefaction of the gases. To Geber, Basil Valentine, Van Helmont helvetius and men of their day living in their climate this startling phenomenon would have seemed nothing short of a miracle in modern times the solidification of mercury had been frequently witnessed by these who dwelt in northern climates and by the skillful use of certain freezing mixtures made up of ordinary salts it is not difficult to exhibit this metal in the solid state at any time but it was not until the discovery of the liquefaction of carbonic acid nitrous oxide and other gases by faraday about eighteen twenty three that the freezing of mercury became a common lecture-room experiment in the year eighteen sixty two the writer delivered a course of lectures on chemistry in the city of rochester new york and during the progress of these lectures he reduced carbonic acid first to the liquid and then to the solid state, in the form of a white snow. The temperature of this snow was about minus 80 degrees centigrade, or minus 176 degrees Fahrenheit, and when it was mixed with ether and laid on a quantity of mercury, the latter was quickly frozen. In this way, it was easy to make a hammerhead of frozen mercury and drive a nail with it. Another very interesting experiment was the freezing of a slender triangular bar of mercury which might be twisted bent and tied in a knot this was done by folding a long strip of very stiff paper so as to make an angular trough into which the mercury was poured this trough was then carefully leveled and a mixture of solid carbonic acid and ether was placed over the metal in the usual way in a few seconds the mercury was frozen quite solid so that it could be lifted out by means of two pairs of wooden forceps and bent and knotted at will. But the most striking part of the experiment was the melting of this bar of mercury by means of a piece of ice. The moment the ice touched the mercury, the latter melted and fell down in drops in the same way that a bar of lead or solder might melt when it is touched with a red-hot iron. The melted mercury was allowed to fall into a tall ale-glass of water the temperature of which had been reduced as nearly as possible to the freezing point. When the mercury came in contact with the cold water, the latter began to freeze, and by careful manipulation it was possible to freeze a tube of ice through the center of the column of water. The effect of this under proper illumination was very striking. Owing to the fact that the specific heat or thermal capacity of mercury is only about one-thirtieth of that of water. It requires a considerable amount of melted mercury to produce the desired result. But these processes do not enable us to fix mercury in the alchemical sense. The accomplishment of that still remains an unresolved problem, and it is more than likely that it will remain so. End of section 10.